You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's Curtains Up on another episode of West of Broadway. I'm theater enthusiast and radio host, Lara Scott, along with my partner in crime, celebrity publicist. <laughs> I keep going to talk and I'm like jumping in. Celebrity publicist and theater veteran, Will Armstrong. Hi, Lara. Hi. Now it really is your turn, Will. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I was like, do I talk? Should I talk? No, but you do such a great job uh, introducing this show. A lot of caffeine today. Well, and, yeah. Yeah, and you're the seasoned radio host, professional, so it just makes sense. But yeah, no. Hi, everybody. We are at the Pantages Theater, and I'm so excited to be here at opening night for On Your Feet. Yes! The Gloria Estefan and Emilio Estefan musical. Yeah, this is so fun, and this is the first time it's playing in L.A., as far as I know, unless right. they somehow missed it. A relatively new show. Big sensation smash on Broadway, and we just came in, we walked right past the red carpet on this humid Tuesday night in Hollywood, and looking so fresh and beautiful and tiny, <laughs> there was Gloria with Emilio. Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, the two stars of the, the play. So, so amazing to see them all together. Right. Christy Pedras and um, Mauricio Martinez are yes. the stars. Mm-hmm. And they are super talented. They've been doing a ton of press here in Los Angeles. It's been really cool to see. I've been doing my research before this show. Yes. Incredible Cuban music uh, the, from the Miami Sound Sam- Machine, yeah. which is super exciting. It's, and and every, like I, know, I don't know about you, but I grew up listening to... Gloria Estefan. Totally. Every song, singing conga, pretending to be her in my bedroom as a kid. Well, I I could do you one better. Yes. Because I was a dancer, and my sister, Joan, and I, we... Did a, you were the Miami Sound We machine. did a tap dance to uh, uh, the uh, conga song. Oh, uh, fun. And we had the big like Cuban sleeves. It was embarrassing to look back on, but I thought we were just the jam at the time. Did you get up and dance tonight, Will, when conga comes on? Um, yeah. I, I told my niece I was coming to see the show tonight, and she said, you need to apologize to everyone sitting around you, maybe buy a round of drinks, because I know you're going to be a crazy lunatic in this show. Yeah. And I was like, probably. Well, probably. remember when we saw the bodyguard here? And everybody was a crazy lunatic. Yeah. It opened up with Queen of the Night, which we all knew from the movie. Exactly. And it was a concert scene. So we were like, do we jump up and dance? Do we sit in our seats and dance? Like, what and do we that, do? Well, for me, that's the beauty of live theater is mm-hmm. to participate in it. Because you give, what you give to the 
the, the performers, you get back tenfold. Like, yes. And it, it, it's not a television show. You're not just chilling it on your couch. You are participating. You are applauding. You are screaming. You are hooting and hollering. You mm-hmm. know, and that's your responsibility as a as a patron, as a as an audience member. That's I right. Think. It's your duty, Will. Yeah. Go crazy. <laughs> My They're expecting it. Duty. Well, and especially, you know, I've never really been to opening night any in any other city. You know, I'm usually here at the Pantages with you, and there's always such great energy it's almost like a buzz in the air that i'm sure the performers must feel it up on stage i feel it that's the beauty of being on a broadway national tour is every city is opening night yes and so you have a whole new crowd a whole new front page news story in whatever city you're in whether it's los angeles or new york or chicago or philadelphia or like in the middle of like iowa you know Mm -hmm. like and that's what's so beautiful uh on your feet is scheduled till april of 2019 they're going every Every couple of weeks, they're going to change cities, and they're coming yeah. to you somewhere, wherever yes. you're listening to this. Yes. So if you want to find out where On Your Feet's going to be, check out their schedule on onyourfeetmusical.com. Yeah, and here in Hollywood, it's at the Pantages through July 29th. Exactly. And as we're taping this, it's July 10th, so you have no excuse not to get into Hollywood. Traffic is not that bad on a Sunday. It's actually not that bad tonight. So come and check it out. Well, you know, I feel like we're doing the pregame show for a football game, like counting down to kickoff. But... Um, you know, this is what you would call a jukebox musical. Yes. We were having this discussion over dinner at Katsuya in right. Hollywood. So good. So for somebody that doesn't know what a jukebox musical is, well, how would you explain it? Just break it down. Sure. I, I actually have done this just recently, and I, I, I go back to when I was a dancer on a, on a, a cruise ship with Lori Wells, who was, we, she was our very Love first guest. Yes. In, uh, when she did American in Paris, she came through and she was I our very first guest. I American Pie. <laughs> American <laughs> in Paris. Different, different musical. <laughs> and yeah. um, we did a cruise ship together years ago and her parents came on board and we were all sitting out for dinner one night and her dad said, we were talking about musical theater and Broadway and how expensive tickets were. Right. And he said, if I'm going to listen, if I'm going to pay $100 to see a Broadway musical, I want to see Oklahoma. So meaning he wanted to know it was sort of tried and true. Exactly. And it he, was going to be worth it. Yes. He didn't yeah. want to risk it on a, like, uh, uh, on something that he didn't know for sure was an American institution. Right. If you will. And so I feel like the, the jukebox musical took a page from that mentality and they're giving people something. So they're going to see something new and something fresh and like a reinterpretation of songs that they already know and love. Because that's the thing. You want there to be good music. I mean, you can have a great story and it can be amazing performers, but if the songs just aren't that great, it's going to come out as like, eh, right. it was all right. I'm glad I saw it. It was interesting. Yeah. Absolutely, I completely agree with that. But also, I just we—it's like a hundred dollars is a lot of money, and yeah. like and and especially and no one's gonna go. Not, very few people are gonna go by themselves, so that's two hundred dollars. Or maybe you're taking your whole family, so you want to guarantee that you're gonna love it. And so when you take the music of Billy Joel or Gloria oh, Estefan, was so good. Yeah. Moving out yes. was so good. I saw that here probably fourteen years ago. Oh, so. so that was I think my first jukebox musical. Even though I had no idea that was what it was called. Right. I just knew it was going to be sort of stories acted out and with the, the band on stage. And the choreography. And the yes. Ding- oh, it's just, it's, yeah. it's an it's American worth classic. Seeing. You know, one of my favorite ones was Fly Me to the Moon. Sure. Did you see that? And it was the music of Frank Sinatra. And I think Twyla Tharp did the choreography. I, so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Just, I mean, you can't go wrong with Sinatra and beautiful people dancing on stage. So, yeah, I've always been a fan of these without knowing that's what they were. And especially now. So you have the Michael Jackson musical they're working on. Right. The Britney Spears musical that they're maybe Cher. one more time. Share show. Yeah. Oh, um, the, my there's queen. a Donna Summers. Yes. Donna Summer. Yeah. 
What? Yeah. I didn't know about that. Alanis Morissette. Yep. Yeah. So there's there's a lot. Yeah. There's a lot coming down the road. And so I, it's so we have jukebox musicals, then we have revivals, and then we have just completely new productions. And I feel like there's a, with Broadway musicals, there's something for everybody. Right. Dear Evan Hansen would be an example of something completely That's fresh new, and right? New or and Hamilton. Yeah. Right. But then there's things like Wicked, who was it was a book of a, a, a reinterpretation of a classic story. So it's like, again, it's giving people something that they kind of know going in that they're probably going to like. So it's a safe bet. Yeah, especially with kids. Like, yeah. going to see The Little Mermaid or Cinderella, like, you're probably not going to be disappointed exactly. <laughs> with one of those. Or we're giving people um, something that they already know, but a reinterpretation yeah. and a fresh version So that's of it. our Broadway 101 moment for today, is the Jukebox musical. <laughs> Amazing. So, this, so On Your Feet would count as a Jukebox musical. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and so, what about changing topics a little bit? How excited are you about the Mamma Mia sequel <gasps> film? We're doing a screening. My radio station, K-Earth 101, shameless plug. Depending <laughs> on when you hear this and when we get it up, I want to say it's like July 17th maybe. It's coming up fairly soon, but we're doing a screening of Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again. Yeah. And do you know what songs are going to be in that? I think a lot of the ones that, yeah. like... Uh, they well, just, like, scratch the surface. Right. Yeah, in the first exactly. one. Yeah. Well, what's interesting enough is that Mamma Mia was not the first ABBA jukebox musical. There was in, one like, before that? In the 70s, it was called Abracadabra. Oh, that's cute. Like Abba? Kadabra? <laughs> I just got that now. Yeah, Abba Kadabra. No, it's, I don't think it's going to be stopping anytime soon. So, you know, just entertain me for a couple hours. Take my mind off all the horrible things that are happening in the world. And I'm a happy person. <laughs> okay, and using that as a segue, I feel like the last episode we did with the color purple. Yes. It was about female empowerment. Yes. This one, I feel like... It's an immigrant story. I feel yes. like these are incredible shows that have been on the docket and that have been yeah. they've, they've been planning to come here, but mm-hmm. uh, for a while now. But there's the to- the topics are very of Timely. the time. Yes, yes. Well, exactly. going back to it's almost a year, Will, since mm-hmm. we were here for Hamilton and that incredible cast, exactly. just that moment, you know, and then seeing the color purple with women supporting each other, like right as really like Me Too was was really going strong, and exactly. it still is. Exactly. Uh, and now you're right with this beautiful story of Cuban immigrants that are coming to America that want to make a difference, that, that really want to make something of themselves. It's so beautiful. And, you know, I don't know that much about Emilio, Emilio and Gloria's backstory, so I'm excited to see that play out on stage and I learn was, something. I was telling you earlier that in 2012, I did an event for, as a publicist, um, the launch of uh, standards, which was Gloria's standards album that she released, and we did a listening party at Bardot here in LA, which is really close to the Pantages, and it was hosted by Kathy Griffin, and Gloria and her are very, very good friends, and Kathy's actually here tonight. Oh, I saw her hair. Yeah. Uh-huh. I could see her red hair on the red carpet. And yeah. Emilio, I actually got to spend a little bit of time with him, and he is so madly in love with Gloria, and just the reverence that he speaks of her, and the love in his eyes, and it's just, it's beautiful. It's like, like you were saying, it's like hashtag relationship goals. I know, right. This, this is a love story. I mean, it's not just the story of their success in their music, but from everything I've heard, like, and, and, passionate. And I mean, yeah. not to be cliche, but like, the Latin culture is known for their passion, and it's nice to know that it's still alive and yes. well, you know? Yeah. So. Well, and going back to her standards album, like, you want to know, because I think sometimes pop singers, people will say, oh, it's just a studio thing, whatever. I mean, I think we can all agree she has a, an amazing voice on all of their songs, all of her solo stuff. But if you haven't heard her standards album that came out a few years ago, just her spin on the Great American Songbook is really, really, 
really good. So I hope you'll go check it out. I, I think people are going to be blown away when they hear that. Yeah. So we're going to come back at intermission. Right. We'll talk a little bit about the first half of the show without giving too much away. But uh, we hope you'll come and check it out for yourselves. We're getting ready to go in. Opening night, Pantages Hollywood, West of Broadway. <laughs> Here we go. Intermission on your feet, opening night at the Pantages. Okay, well, I knew this was going to be good. I was not ready for it to blow my freaking mind. Well, I feel like it's exactly what we said about how we already love the music so yes. much. So every time we hear that first chord of a familiar song, we're in. We're in 100%. We just yeah. fall completely in love. And the girl playing Gloria. Christy. Christy is so fantastic. She, she sounds Fancy. exactly like her. She sounds like speaking and speaking, speaking like Gloria Estefan. And okay, well, I have a technical question for you because so Christy and Mauricio, who's playing Emilio, right. this is the most talented, beautiful, energetic, gorgeous cast. I, I mean, it, it's like almost like what we felt when we saw Hamilton. Right. But okay, so Christy and Mauricio, when they're singing, there's such power, especially with her. But I noticed it's not coming from her throat. Like, she's not tightening her throat no. or screaming. Right. Is she pulling from her stump? Like, this is a technical singer question, but where's that coming from? Normally, it's all about placement. Like, when singing, <clears throat> um, you want to be able to place everything and, like, you breathe from your diaphragm. Like, yeah. You know how, like, when you draw a big breath when you're tired, your shoulders go up and down? Right. When you're singing, that doesn't happen. It all comes it's from like your diaphragm. Breath. Like, right. <laughs> yeah. So it's and it's all about how you hold your mouth and the placement of your mouth and where the air comes from. So it's not about yelling. It's about it's your your vocal cords are in your. It's a musical instrument, and so it's how air passes through and the intensity. But yeah, no, it's it's not it's not a it is physical, but it is. More, but it's something you learn with training. Yeah, well, they're playing their instruments so well. And let's talk about the band oh on gosh. stage, the percussion. We, might yes. be, uh, we, we ran into one of your friends and her son, yes. Micah. What's yeah, her uh, Jennifer York, my friend Jennifer, Jennifer York. York. And yes. her son, uh, son Micah, uh, so he's like 12, 13 years old, and yeah. he's a percussionist. Yeah. I can't wait to find out what he thought of seeing all this, the band up on stage, yeah. the drummers, and the, and the bongos, and everything. It was yeah. just incredible. Like, yeah. I, mean, I was blown away. Just, just the, the moment the curtain opened. Right, yeah. Be in your, I mean, you should be in your seat anyway before, <laughs> you know, <laughs> start time. Was. Not everybody was. <laughs> Most people were. They, they got started pretty much right on time because it just starts and it, like, blows your hair back. Just the energy, the colors, the vibrancy. And I love, Will, that this is, it's like a love letter to Cuba and also a love letter to the United States to that American dream of coming and and making a success of yourself and I love the part that radio plays in this and right. these are like actual real-life stations in Miami like Y100 is still a huge station in I, Miami I yeah. thought you would really like all of them yeah just like the DJ is like hey yeah for me um, what's really poignant what I didn't expect is the relationship with her father yes. and him suffering from multiple sclerosis and I know me losing my dad like I didn't expect it to to hit me like it did but it really because there's this one scene and not to give too much away but her father is 
uh, he's sick and he's in bed and he is he has a multiple sclerosis. He isn't he isn't able to communicate with her. And so she imagines what he would say. And this vision of a younger father appears to her and sings to her. It's so beautiful. It's going to make me cry again. I know. I know. I knew nothing about the history of her family. It's just the backstory of her mom. Everybody was like. What? Yeah. yeah, it's like, I want to go look this up on Wiki. I mean, obviously, it's going to be true if it's in here and this is their story. Um, but it, it just, it adds so much more to somebody that I thought I knew so well, Gloria, and all of her music. It just makes you love it so much more. All the family stuff is so touching and career, family, duty to your family. Right. You know, pursuing what you want in life, going after that. There, there's so many wonderful themes in this. And I love how they're playing with the music, too. It's, it, it's, it's similar enough that you're like, yay, but it's different enough that you're hearing it in a fresh new way and so I'm going to tell you my favorite song so far and I want to hear yours I loved uh, when I see when I see now I'm spacing on the name but I, I see your smile oh which is a duet in this yes oh, yeah and, and they do it so beautifully and I love how it's a song that we're so familiar with and they give it all new meaning because we're also watching them fall in love yeah don't you want to just make out don't you want to like go make out with your husband right now like don't you want to make out with someone I mean your husband <laughs> yes all that exactly. yes no but it's, it's true it's just there's so every single song that plays I'm like that's my favorite that's right. my favorite like, they're right all now, your favorite we just, we just saw um, uh, the conga and now I'm like yeah conga is my favorite yeah. it is such a great job and it's just I'm so emo- this is my childhood yes. you know and I'm so emotional and it's like it reminds me of the movie Selena and, and that whole journey and it's just like this is a path that you ha- it's hard work it's talent it's a combination it's this magic equation of all of these things and it, and it can happen and it, like that American dream of yeah like, and it does happen it does happen it did happen exactly. yeah and it's just it's so wonderful what an amazing tribute to their life and I'm like because they are American treasures and yes. for them to be sitting in the audience five seats away I from know, us I know there were a few rows in front of us and I was like I wish I could see what they're and doing and I'm sure they've seen this show a million times and they've seen it evolve but mm-hmm. to see them like proud family members in the audience celebrating this on such a special night here in Los Angeles at the Pantages. It's just incredible. It's so special to be here. I feel so honored that we're actually here in the building. And just really quickly before we head back in, can we talk about the 80s hair and fashion? It's like (laughs) they just got to the part where it's like, I remember that hairdo, you know, and like the outfits. And I saw somebody in a flash dance sweatshirt when they were doing And the members only jackets. Yeah. No, it's like they do a really great job of capturing not just the 80s, but that Cuban Miami feel. Yeah, that and, the and like every once in a while, there's a Don Johnson jacket yeah. and like the pastels. But this, it's just, it's they do a wonderful, wonderful job. Yeah, and it's touching, but we're feeling so good right now and so energized that I can't wait to see what's coming next. Yeah, very, very, very excited to see um, the second act. But yeah. Wow, so I, I am just stepping out of the theater now at the, here at the Pantages. Act two is over. On Your Feet was absolutely amazing. I was blown away, and I was totally not prepared for the dramatic turn that the second act dealt us. Uh, Lara had to take off. She had to get to her car and get home because as a radio host, she has to be up very early in the morning to take care of all of her listeners at K-Earth. Um, but I just wanted to say a, a recap of the, at the end of the show, just 
how incredible. I hope everybody that's listening to this gets an opportunity to either see it here at the Pantages or when it comes through your town. On Your Feet is wonderful. The cast is incredible. Strangely enough, Gabrielle Hatchett, who we interviewed just recently uh, when she was in town, The Color Purple, went to university with Mauricio Martinez, who stars as Emilio. And she actually connected with me with him via text, and I got to tell him how wonderful the show was, what a great performance he had. He was so sweet, and we texted back and forth for a little bit. I Just his schedule is so crazy with press and whatnot that we were unable to schedule it in time for this episode to air, but if I can get in a room with him to interview him, um, I just, I would love to, I have so many questions to ask him, and um, I would love to also just tell him how much I enjoyed the show and what a wonderful performance he and the rest of the cast gave. Um, That's it for me. I'm going to send this off to Lara, who's going to be joining us, picking up uh, in studio, where she's going to be with Rick Miller from the Pasadena Playhouse and their reinterpretation of The Jungle Book in their West Coast premiere. So take it away, Lara. Still recovering. From the emotion of On Your Feet, it's been two days now since Will and I were at the Pantages crying and dancing and just having the best night ever. I really hope you're going to get a chance to see this show. I mean, it, it's so much more than what we thought it was going to be. If you think you sort of, you think you know, but you have no idea, go check it out. So it's at the Pantages for a few more weeks in Hollywood, and then it will be in Orange County at Sagerstrom Center for the Arts in Costa Mesa, opening August 21st. So yes, if you're in Southern California, you have a second chance to see this fantastic show. Well, another show that is opening in Pasadena is this very cool new production of The Jungle Book. From that, to tell us all about it is Rick Miller. Welcome to the pod, Rick. Yay. Thank you very much. Good to be here. (laughs) Thank you for joining us on West of Broadway. And now you, along with Craig Francis, are the co-writer and co-director of this amazing new production of The Jungle Book. It's about to open at the Pasadena Playhouse. That's right. It's our West Coast premiere. We just uh, had a world premiere in Sarasota, Florida, and it went extremely well. So we're happy to be shipping it off to the other side. And, uh, yeah, really excited to be at, at such a historic venue. Well, thank you for shipping it off to Los Angeles. We appreciate that. And since as <laughs> as we're talking today, uh, the show has not opened yet. So I just watched like a little trailer teaser on YouTube. And I saw, you know, this looks a lot different maybe than if somebody has seen a production of uh, the Jungle Book play in the past. Where did I see puppets in this and all these moving parts and videos? And it looks so interactive and cool. Yeah, it, we really wanted to take a different approach. I've been doing multimedia and theater for for 25 years for my whole career and in every play I try to be just as innovative and and different as possible so that uh, we can take people on a bit of a ride and a bit of a journey in this case to the jungles of of India and to do that uh, we decided to use a mixture of shadows and puppets and silhouettes and video immersive lighting and sound and you know there's not a tree or a leaf on stage but there are four talented actors from canada and the u.s and a whole lot of people making sure the show runs smoothly but we think it's it's a terrific ride and and especially for people who've only seen the movie yeah a lot of us we know the disney version of it and that's about it but yes it was based on the book by rudyard kipling and it looks like from everything i've read so far about your production you're kind of taking it back to some of those original themes well uh baloo's not necessarily going to sing bare necessities (laughs) (laughs) no there are some songs but it's it's definitely a play but um kipling actually wrote two jungle books and a lot of people don't know this but they will soon because Warner Brothers is about to release a movie called Mowgli, which is the other half of the story that people don't know, which is that Mowgli spent his childhood 
uh, in the jungle being raised by animals and being banished for being too much of an animal. And the second half of his life, or at least his teenage years, living in the town, being kicked out for being too much of an animal. So there's a real parallel there between, I think, our, our modern sense of our, our lack of connect, connection, our, our community confusion about who are people where do we belong and you know our modern anxieties about these things i think will come through in this in this adaptation of jungle book which is very much about someone trying to find his place in the world and being bullied on either end what a perfect moment for this show to be opening and it seems like a, a child can go and i believe the jungle book is recommended for ages five and up but a child can go just enjoy it on the level of a great story and fun but it does sound like it's going to hit a lot deeper for those of us that are a little bit older i think so we we aim to create a family show but i don't write shows for for little kids i, I really write shows for myself that <laughs> i would want to watch and it so happens that we're we're very playful with our low tech and our high tech you know we use a lot of puppets and a lot of very visual effects that uh, make young people really happy. But I think overall the themes are universal. This is why so many stories constantly go back to that theme of connection and uh, where, do belong, where do we belong. But also there's an environmental side of this as well because Kipling was deeply uh, connected to the natural world and wanted people to appreciate how to live in balance with it, which is the whole law of the jungle. And uh, so our play, without hitting you know, people on the head with an environmental message, is about trying to live in balance with the natural world and constantly trying to find out what our personal balance is. How do we engage with the city that we live in, which used to be either a jungle or a swamp or a desert? You know, what is our relationship with that? And that's beautiful. And they don't even realize they're getting a teachable moment, right? They're just having fun. <laughs> exactly. It's kind of like a small T teachable. But no, it's really an entertainment. And we really want people to have a great time. And our, our actors are, are terrific. And there's a lot of sense of humor in the play. And a lot of playfulness. Because kids play naturally and adults lose the ability to do so. Which is why we try to be as playful as we can in our shows. It sounds like you have the best job, Rick. How did you originally get into theater? Like, did you see a show when you were a kid and you thought, this is what I want to do? Or what's your I think we all have some sort of memory of our first play, and, and often we found out from Jungle Book in, uh, in, in Sarasota that this was the first play kids came to, and they kept coming back and dragging their parents or their grandparents back. I remember a production, a Shakespeare production I saw as a, as a kid that came to my high school, was blown away, but I, I came at theater quite late, actually. I studied architecture uh, and wanted to make things and build things, and uh, decided to build and make theater, but only quite late in the process. I was not a child actor, certainly not a child star of any kind. And one of the interesting things about that is that my architecture interest um, has led to Mowgli, the modern version of Mowgli that talks to us at the beginning and narrates the show, is an architect working in the big city after moving and immigrating from India and becoming one of those architects who has completely forgotten how to build a city that actually connects with nature in a meaningful way. And so his rediscovering his childhood stories is in a way his own process of trying to remember how to live with the law of the jungle. And that's a universal law that we can all use a bit of. Rick, I love it already. Just from the way you described it and from the, the short video that I saw, I feel like this is going to be one of those magical experiences that kids are going to love, that they're going to want to see again, that people are going to tell their friends about. And you're in such a beautiful place. I mean, the, the Pasadena Playhouse, the official State Theater of California. When you create a touring play, you just hope as many people as possible will book it in the what will hopefully be a long life for the play. 
but we have a good track record. We've we've performed our shows off Broadway, and Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea was our first play in what is this trilogy of of classic stories that we're doing. The third one being Frankenstein that we're developing Ooh, now. Cool. And someone had seen someone from Florida had seen our our off Broadway show. He booked it down there. This theater in, in Sarasota called Oslo Repertory Theater is often in contact with Pasadena Playhouse because they program similar things, and we just came highly recommended. And Danny Feldman, who, who books the series, booked us. See? All about connection, right? Connectivity. Indeed. It all works out. <laughs> so PasadenaPlayhouse.org is where you can get more information, get your tickets. The Jungle Book is on Tuesday, July 17th, with the big opening on July 19th, uh, through Sunday, July 29th. And Rick, we wish you the best. And now we can see this and then look forward to Frankenstein. Thank you so much. It's been great talking to you. And here we are at the end of our episode. Special thanks to Rick Mill for taking time to tell us about his upcoming production of The Jungle Book at the Pasadena Playhouse. And a special thank you to the cast of On Your Feet, performing now at the Pantages Theater. Lastly, special thanks to all of you for listening. We really appreciate it. Thanks for liking and subscribing. Feel free to leave a comment. And if you see us in the theater, say hi. On behalf of my lovely host, Lara Scott, this is Will Armstrong reminding you, if you're looking for us, you can find us just west of Broadway. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.